Welcome back to the Talk & Chatter Experience powered by Gasoline Alley, Harley-Davidson. Today's guest is current Australian Superbike champion, Mike Jones, and obviously two-time Superbike champ. So welcome, mate. Thanks, mate. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for coming in. It's a, it's a real privilege to sit down and talk to like the current Superbike champ. I feel it's, um, it is an absolute privilege, so thanks, mate. Yeah, no worries. I actually, uh, you know, when you say that, I don't really feel anything different to be honest like uh, i feel like i'm just another human so <laughs> it's kind of a bit weird but i guess i guess i suppose you know um haven't won the australian Superbike championship i guess yep. it's just a just a bunch of years of uh practicing riding a motorcycle fast yeah well that's i guess that's what it must feel like for, for yourself but for for being an outside person to see it um it's huge mate it's it's such an such an achievement and uh yeah not not many people get to actually achieve their goal of that of that sort of a goal so you must be sort of proud of that yeah for sure yeah i suppose you're right you know like uh it is um it's just a, a lot of years of, of practice like i said and, yep. and 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 uh and, and there's a lot of hard work that goes into it too so yeah so it is a reward and and uh yeah an achievement so you're definitely proud who is mike jones <laughs> i don't even know don't know myself <laughs> just uh i'm 26 years old uh Racing for the Desmo Sport Ducati team. Yep. Um, you know, I'm essentially a professional athlete. Um, growing up riding motorbikes all my life, um, mostly because of my father. Uh, he got me into riding when I was a little kid. So I think started on, uh, you know, like a push bike with training wheels before I could even walk. Damn. And, uh, yeah, on the on the motorbike on a Pee Wee 50 when I was about three years old. And, yeah, it's... Uh, Rode dirt bikes as a kid, um, you know, with my dad and, and, and my brother, um, but never sort of raced. Um, went to the racetrack one time and oh, I absolutely hated it. And I didn't enjoy it at all, which is uh, really quite ironic. Was that dirt? <laughs> yeah, that was on the dirt. It wasn't until I was about, uh, I think, 10 or 11 years old that I actually um, started on the, the Mini Moto, um, which was on the Bitumen yep. um, on the Gold Coast and also at Archerfield. Um, there were a couple of circuits and we used to go there and uh, it was just a fun thing to do with my dad and my brother and um you know we'd spend the weekends with dad so um that's what we'd go and do we'd go to the he'd take us to the track and go wow. riding <laughs> did your dad your dad chris obviously did he did he race bikes or no? he never raced um but he, he's always had motorbikes yep. and 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 rode on the street with his with his mates yep um yeah not really too sure like he he always i guess enjoyed watching the racing you know watch gp and, and yep. world superbikes but um, yeah, he never he never raced. I don't don't really think that he ever went to the racetrack. Um, well, it's so. funny that it come through, hey, to to go to racing from not that pedigree of racing, I guess. Yeah, exactly. You know, you see some of the, some riders, their fathers that have been interested in motorbikes, or you know, they've they've been racing, you know, yep, um, and been good riders, you know, at the racetrack. But yeah, no, dad never dad never raced. Yep. Um, just always interested and and passionate about it he's still so bloody passionate about it he's oh, mate, he's, <laughs> in, he's in hey <laughs> he's pulling yeah, he's a, he uh, used to tell me you know like when i was a, when i was a kid growing up like you know you need to you know live eat and breathe motorbikes and, <laughs> and you know i i do i like yep. you know i'm still doing it but um but i don't think anyone does it more than he does <laughs> yeah, that's crazy eh? like it's uh yeah, you see him in the track, he's in. Like, yeah. it's all, all chips in. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah. And, and obviously hands-on as well. It's not just um, not just being there. He's, mm. He works on the bikes and everything like that as well. Yeah, he can't get enough of it, you know. And, uh, like, he's, um, you know, he's evolved from, you know, taking me to the racetrack, um, you know, as a kid to, uh, to part of the way through 
I think I was racing 600s and um, he, he, he'd, you know, employed a suspension technician for, for me because he's seen that's where the advantage was, you know, yep. in, in racing was, was the corners and, and, and having a bike set up um, better was, you know, the, where the improvement was and, and where the difference was between the competitors. So, um, yeah, we had a sus- suspension technician and uh, I think he did that. He might have had a suspension technician with us for a couple of years, but... Dad said that he couldn't he couldn't afford to to, to continue having a suspension yep. tech with us and and so you know his his trade was uh, fitter and turner and mm. so he decided to try and learn the suspension himself and and now, and now he has his own suspension business he's right wow so that's how it evolved <laughs> yeah yeah that's how it, you were tied up with um, SW for a while is that right hey that's that right yeah so yep. so Stuart Winton from SW Racing yeah yep. he he uh, we we had him on board for yeah I think it was a couple of years when I was racing 600 and yep. and and uh, yeah it made a significant difference to my results and um, and and but yeah like I said uh, you know financially it was wasn't wasn't it wasn't feasible to yep. continue doing that um, whilst I was racing 600s and and so dad started to learn to do it himself that's incredible so he he turned his hand to the suspension and ne- and now has obviously got a you know pretty well reliable and trusted setup suspension shop yeah and and, uh, and you know yes he's got his suspension shop and he you know he does a lot of um, you know street street riders um, yep. you know just taking what they've already got and making some small modifications to to, to, to make their, you know, bike um, more easy to ride and more enjoyable for them on the street. Yep. But, um, but yeah, he's at a level where, you know, uh, in the Desmo Sport Ducati team, he's the suspension tech for me there, and he's yep. doing suspension. So he's also got the he's also it's doing the, doing the top level, uh, you know, in the superbike. So it's pretty cool on the championship winning bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's pretty good. A good turn of hand. So yeah, yeah and, and something that's such a um, such an art form in itself, isn't it? Like it's yeah. not something that people should play with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a funny thing, you know, like. Um, uh, Dad always sort of said to me, "Oh, you want what you wanted me to learn and understand the suspension side of things." And I always said no because I just wanted to focus on the bike racing yep. and 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 you know riding the motorbike itself and the skills and and the, and the theory behind riding. There's quite a lot involved in that. I just wanted to put all my attention onto that rather than sort of getting a bit hung up in the suspension side of things. And but um, it, it is it, uh, you know like I've got a, a minimal understanding of it, but um, it's. It's uh, quite complex, you know. Yeah. Uh, guess it varies, you know, at what level you're doing it at. But um, but yeah, certainly for the average Joe, it's uh, it's not something you want to go messing around with because you can <laughs> get yourself in a world of hurt real quick. Oh, sure, <laughs> like, yeah, just keep those screwdrivers away from yeah. me, <laughs> no, no doubt. But um, with uh, do you count yourself like at each time I've been at the track, which I've been lucky enough to be at the track with you a lot? Um, do you count yourself as a technical rider? like someone that understands it because you, you do seem to have good feedback when you come in from things. Yeah, i got to say no. I mean, really? Yeah, like, I, you know, I, I, as a kid growing up and doing the doing the bikes with dad yep. um, and, and my brother, um, I the, the the most technical I got really with the bikes was maybe taking the fairings off and yep. taking the wheels in and out. Mm. But, um, you know, once it comes to anything more than that, um, yeah, no, I didn't didn't get involved. So, But on the other hand, my brother, he yeah. became a uh, motorcycle mechanic and, yeah, did his trade there. So it was um, so a few years there when I when I stepped up to Superbike and we were running our privateer outfit. Uh, we had Dad doing suspension. I was riding the bike and, and my brother was working on the thing. So it was a wow. <laughs> cool little team. 
That's a cool team, isn't it? <laughs> so, and he, same deal, he's still got his shop, hey? Um, yeah, well, actually, just recently, probably in the last year or so, he's started to get himself out of the motorcycle mechanic side of stuff. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. So he did that. He's did that for quite a, quite a few years, but... Um, um, yeah, no, he started, he's, he's changed over. He's doing something else. I, I, like, you know, we're brothers, but I still don't really yep. know what it is that he does. Yeah, no, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> Especially when you're busy. And I guess at the moment we shouldn't say we're busy. Yeah, <laughs> But no. it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But um, as, as a rider, though, the, tech, the technical side of being a rider, that's something you've refined a craft at, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, so I guess in terms of what you're getting at there with the, you know, the uh, the feedback, because yeah, it, yep. it, it's it's really important, you know, um, in the in the in the superbikes, um, we don't, you know, the the rules have changed over the years, and and so now we're not really running um, telemetry on the bikes. So that yep. was a big thing, probably. Um, it's a big thing in, in the world championship, you know, in GP and, and world superbikes. The the uh, the technicians rely a lot on the telemetry and the and the, and the data yep. um, electronically, uh, but here in Australia. Um, yeah, it's it's my job to ride the motorbike and um, get a feeling and a sensation for it. Yeah. Um, give that sort of feedback. Just got. I'm trying to relay what I feel on the motorbike. I'm relaying that information yeah. in as most in as in as much detail as possible to the technicians, um, both for the suspension, particularly the suspension side of things. Um, but also for the electronic side of things now with the bikes, they've got uh, yeah. so much electronic on the bike with the anti-wheelie and the engine brake and all the different things that they got on them. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's it's my job to relay that back to the guys and, and they'll make an adjustment based on what information I've given them. Yep. Um, and, you know, then once they've made that, that change, that adjustment, I ride the bike again and, and give them um, more feedback and, a, and a basically an evaluation of what the change has done to the motorbike. Yep. Um, and, you know, you can you can easily go down the wrong path if you don't know what it is that you want from the motorbike. You know, you've got a clear yep. idea what you're trying to achieve from the bike to let you as a rider do what you want to do with the bike to be fast on the track. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's quite a – it's a complex thing. That's what I was saying to you before about trying to learn suspension and, you know, I wasn't really too interested. I just wanted to sort of stay focused on my, yep. my riding because it's uh, – it's a complex thing, you know. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot to it, and um, there's a lot of theory behind it. And, For sure. Uh, it's it's also it also is uh, it's almost like it's an innate thing, you know. Like when it's not it's it's something that you sort of learn, I guess, a little bit. But you've got to you've got to have it from when you're when you're when you're when you're born. I think you have got this uh, yeah. sense of of speed and and uh, yeah. you know what's going on with the motorbike. Feel, and, yeah, feel and speed. And, yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, um, it's, it's yeah, so so yeah, that's uh, that's it's really important to have that feedback with the team. It's it's yeah, as I say, it's incredible to sort of sit back and watch because you know I've been around bikes for a long time, been around a lot of racetracks, and to see you come in and some of the things that you do say and that just with feedback and rider feedback, I have also seen the other side of it. It's like I don't know what's going on. What do you think I should do? And that must be really hard for a crew, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so absolutely, um, absolutely. And I, I you know trying to recall, I. I I can't I can can't really remember too many times when I've had to do that like yep. you know and because that's when you that's when you're stuck like when you when you don't know what's going on you're not sure which direction to go and you don't know what information to give to the team yep. you're 
you got yourself in a world hurt. I reckon you, yeah. <laughs> you, you're at a bit of a stalemate yep. there. You're like relying on those guys to uh, just come up with something out of out of thin air. You know, yeah, that'd be that'd be such a strange feeling. You yeah. know, everything stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about two thousand and probably two thousand and five, I think it was maybe two thousand and seven. I uh, I seen you down at Parklands. You, that would have been pretty much around the start, I guess, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So mini moto. That was that was the first form of racing, really. Yeah, for me. So yeah, like I said, um, you know, I went from riding the dirt bikes. That was just for fun with my dad and my yep. brother. And then yeah, it would have been yeah, two thousand two thousand five um, was at uh, Parklands on the Gold Coast, and yep. that was on the Mini Moto. So that's where it, that's where it all sort of kicked off. I think. Um, uh, yeah, dad, uh, dad surprised us both with the, with the mini motor bikes and took us to the track and we wow. went, we went riding. Yeah, I was with my brother then as well, you know, yep. we, we both went riding and, um, yeah, I can remember, I can remember going to the track and it, well, to be honest, I was probably, I was scared more than anything. <laughs> I, I, you know, as a kid, I wasn't really like a very, very aggressive. I was like more laid back and, and, uh, you know, this little bike, it had a centrifugal clutch on it. Yep. So like you have to have quite a lot of revs before the clutch will start to engage and you'll start to actually get some acceleration from the yeah. bike. So I sit, I just remember sitting on this thing and the, trying to get the courage to get enough throttle on to bring the revs up enough before it would take off. And I yeah. <laughs> just they were noisy too. <laughs> then, like because there's a whole lot of anger coming out. <laughs> little <laughs> little uh, 50cc or 40cc or 50cc two-stroke thing. And, uh, yeah, it was um, – yeah, it was it was quite scary to be honest. I was about, I think I must have been about ten or eleven wow. years old. <laughs> was that good fun? Once you got used, once you got past that part, was that good fun? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, heaps of fun. I, yeah, I mean, couldn't get couldn't get me off the bike once I got going. Yep. I just loved riding around and uh, and and the compet and the competitive side of things probably started around then too. You know, yep. like. Um, we were just not not just doing the race, uh, not just doing like practice and, and and riding around. We started to do some racing as well, and and uh, yeah, mm. I suppose you get on the podium there, and then you want to keep doing, you want to stay there. Just keep going, because <laughs> it had a, it used to have a massive turnout, hey? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that period of time was incredible because. Um, uh, it, it, it was just it just it just boomed all of a sudden. There was yep. yeah, like I said, around that two thousand five, two thousand six, um, that period of time. Yep. Um, I think on a they used to run it on a Saturday night, and um, they'd get yeah, like. 100, 150 people at entrance for, the, for, for the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine running just any event now and getting 150 people there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, but it's, um, it's crazy to think. But yeah, it was good for spectators. Yeah. You could see everything from everywhere. It was, it was and, and the rider, yeah, the rider lineups are awesome. Yeah. yeah they it, were. It was pretty cool. I mean, like, I can remember being, you know, down there on a Saturday night, um, you know, go kart tracks. So I was, you know, like I said, small enough that you can see everything. So for the yep. spectators, it was. I remember people just turning up, yeah, out the out the bloody out the driveway. You, yeah. you, you couldn't get in. Yep. And uh, and uh, yeah, in terms of um, I know I know um, on one or two two occasions there, I think even uh, Casey Stoner and Chris Mullen turned up to the track. So yeah, right. yeah, it was quite a bit of interest in it. Really, yeah. it was a pretty big thing. So it was yeah. really cool. And a lot of a lot of riders, obviously yourself being one, but a lot of riders use that as a breeding ground too at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there was. Uh, there, well, there was a number of riders that progressed from the mini moto and uh, moved into junior road racing, and, yep. and yeah, it was a. It was, without that, I know certainly for me, but yeah, obviously for a, for a lot of other ki other kids, yep. I mean, without that, it might be pretty hard to to get to get into road racing. For sure, um, it was a perfect perfect sort of step and and, and starting point. 
Did you, I don't know where you were sat with age and that, but did you, did you do any of that MRDDA? Yeah. So, yeah. so after I, um, after the mini moto, I think I did that for a couple of years. So that was 2005, 2006. And, uh, and so I was, must've been about 12, um, in 2006. And then, so 2007, um, I started my first year of junior road racing in the, in the MRDA series. On full size tracks. Yeah. On the, yep. on the bigger tracks, um, some go-kart tracks, but also yep. some of the bigger tracks. Um, so I can remember racing, yeah, Honda CBR 150. Everyone was on the same motorbike. Wow. Uh, all, all, all the kids, it was a big turnout. I think it was like 40 kids racing against each other. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we, we we raced at Phillip Island. We raced a waste of one fifty at Phillip Island. I remember that being like that was super exciting as a kid. But you know the thing you look just, back at it now, <laughs> <laughs> flat out the whole way around the track. Imagine the corner speed though. Oh one fifty, just just like constant everywhere. So full gas. Wow. So that was that was that. And then when did you step up to a six hundred? Um, well, in between the 150 and the 600, so I raced the 150s for, for two years. So it was 2007, yep. 2008, I won the MRRDA championship, which yep. was classified as a national championship. And there was the way that they had it set up was that there was like a few, um, a few prizes for the top three. Um, one option was to go and um, trial for the Red Bull Rookies Cup. Oh, was it? Yeah, so because it was a Red Bull event then. I, I remember that they had the um, the big Red Bull thing as you go out the pits and stuff. So it was a Red Bull event, wasn't it? Yeah, they had um, Red Bull sponsorship, sponsorship. and uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember whether they had a few big um, few big sponsors that were that were making it happen. But yeah, I think Honda was heavily involved in it. Yep. Red, Red Bull, um, I think Dragon Jeans at the time, mm. maybe even maybe not as big but a small part of the California Superbike School were involved to try yep. and help nurture the kids and give some coaching but um, but yeah anyway Red Bull was involved and so one of the prizes was to um, go and do the uh, yeah trial out for the Red Bull Rookies Cup um, another one was to go to Motegi in Japan and I think you could compete in the the Japanese one one round of the Japanese championship on a Honda CBR 150 there Um, and the other prize was to race for at the time it was um, Motologic Honda um, the superbike team Um, they they were going to run a uh, at that point they were just starting to they were starting to go away from the 1252 stroke and just starting to bring in the 250cc four strokes to, yeah. you know, which is now Moto3. But at that point in time, I was just starting to sort of like come across in that category. So they, it was it was a Honda MD250H is what they called it, but it was a, it was a Morawaki frame with a CRF250 engine and that that uh so anyway that was that was going to be you could ride that essentially a factory bike with uh with the motologic honda factory superbike team and yep. um so i i because i won the championship i had the option to sort of choose and i decided to stay here in australia and race with with motologic honda on that um the prototype yep. 250 and i did one season with that in 2009 and um and that that was a that i raced that bike there's only a, a handful of other guys racing them at that yep. time but we raced them against the one two five two strokes um so it was a was a was just a, an, a another stepping stone onto something you know a, a bigger bike from the 150 onto the yep. 250 and and uh it was a, it, honestly it was really good because the the bike in a straight line wasn't as quick as the 125 so the 125s the two strokes were faster 
but the 250 had a lot of bottom end torque um, and punch out of the turn but it taught me like um, a lot of skill to develop my skills quite significantly yep. I think because I was I was looking to make up time in the corners um, rather than on the straights you know because yep. of being a bit slower on the straight I was looking for the time in the, in the turn so I felt like it really helped me develop and as a, as a rider but I only rode that bike for the year um, and and then I and that, that's then I moved on to 600 I was um, so it must have been it was when I was at the end you know I was n- nearly 16 I was yeah I was still 15 started to do some track days on a on a, on a, on a 600 I was on the Yamaha yep. R6 and um, yeah raced Superstock 600 here in Australia yeah in 2010 was when I first started must have been around that time that you won the Reese Bansell yeah, so that was the must have been the following year. Um, so I did a, I did one season on the six hundred here. Yeah, I did one season on the six hundred in Superstock six hundred um, in two thousand ten, and then two thousand eleven. Yep. Yeah, I, I I received the Reese Bensell scholarship, and and that um, that really helped. I mean, there it was essentially a, a lot of um, support. Um, product support from yep. a lot of uh like industry support wasn't it yeah absolutely yep. yeah a lot of industry support so a lot of products and 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 you know that that you know without that it's really difficult to continue for sure it's an um, expensive sport exactly yep. yeah so i mean you know obviously for, for, for my dad it, w- it made things a lot easier to be able to um you know uh compete continue to compete because i think i finished must have finished third in the superstock 600 championship in the first year that i raced it so you know obviously there was a reason to continue doing it that's basically how all the racing went you know if you sort of got yourself yep. up the front well then you kept going and continued on to the next category so yeah i i, I finished third um yeah received the respawn cell scholarship and then went on to win the superstock 600 championship that year in 2011. Wow. Um, and that was a pretty stacked field at that time too. It was, yeah. Look, I think that around that time it was, um, yeah, it was, you know, nowadays we've only got one 600 category. Back yep. then there was two. There was Super Sport and there was Super Stock. So yep. there was there was quite a number of guys um, riding at that time. And, yeah, it wasn't, um, wasn't, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a shallow field, that's for sure. No, it was, <laughs> it was obviously, well, what happens is, um you look at the current crop of the riders that are here now. Mm. That's what's been developed through those sort of years of that, isn't it? Sort yeah, of thing. Exactly. So, yeah. The um, your your career progression was quite quick at that start, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Obviously, a lot of hard work and determination. But from two thousand and five to two thousand nine to win a national championship, that's pretty huge. Yeah, yeah. I know? suppose. Yeah, I haven't really thought about it, but yeah, you're right. Like, it's not a lot of time to yep. get yourself off a mini moto, you know, or ride, sure. ride around the backyard, basically, to, yeah. <laughs> to winning a national title and <laughs> under six hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and, yeah. and obviously, getting an option to win it to get onto a factory Morawaki bike or Honda yeah, bike. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of. Yep. Um, yeah, a lot of significant achievements there in a short amount of time. You're right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Where did the forty six come from? <laughs> I was always a fan of Valentino Rossi. I mean, like when I was a kid, you know, I so it was that. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I as a kid, I watched um, the GP, and 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 that was a time when Rossi was you know dominating. Yep. So I would sit at home and watch the GP races and. Yep. I see this guy winning all the races. Well, I want to be like him, yeah. For sure. And it's like the next year and now. Like there'll be a lot of ninety threes. Yeah, it'll happen. Abso- so. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Anyway, I've been a I've been a Valentino fan since yep. I was a little kid, and yeah, the forty six has been there forever. And yep. I 
you know, been running it that long now that, um, and I've been able to run it that long, you know, because sometimes you, you, you can't, you go to a, you move up to a different category and somebody's already running that number yep. or whatever, but I've been running that number for so long now that I just keep using it. Yeah. It'd be like, <laughs> once you retire, mate, they'll probably retire. Not because of Rossi. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I honestly thought it must've been, mm-hmm. but, um, it's just one of those things you never know. Someone might have a, that's their lucky number or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So no, no, yep. I'm a fan of Rossi. Perfect. <laughs> mate, other one is, and it's something you touched on before about, um, you were calm and whatnot. Where did the mad point change start? Because <laughs> like each time I hang around you, you're not mad, you're humble, you're quite yeah, yeah. kind. Um, so where did the mad part come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. I um, I uh, so don't know if you remember the Crusty Demons. Yep. Um, so there's a fella in there named Mad Mike. Yeah. And he was driving in one of his shows. He was driving a four wheel drive around, and uh, and he and he rolls he rolls his four wheel drive over, yep. and like all the other guys are standing around there yep. and 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 the thing flips itself back up on onto its wheels and the window's all smashed in and he sticks his window up on the smash yeah. he sticks his arm up on the smashed window and leans out to everyone and goes rolled her over bro and uh <laughs> i i had my brother and i had this uh little go-kart like a dirt yep. cart um with a roll cage on it and uh, I was driving along and I, I rolled this thing over, yeah. basically the same sort of thing. And I said to my dad and my brother, I said, oh, I rolled her over, bro, just from, you know, just from the show. It. Yep. And it just kicked off from there. It's like, oh, I was like, you know, Mad Mike from the show. Yep. And when I, and at that time it was, um, it was when I was doing the mini moto. So we got Mad Mike put on the back of my leathers, yep. you know, everyone that you watch in the in the in the races they've got a they got a nickname a or something going yep. on. yeah exactly and so it went on then and just every suit that i've had i've i've had it on there and that's cool it's it's a it's a little bit of a you know it's 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 handy because it's a, like a marketing thing you know like yep. the the doctor and you know all of the the kentucky t- the Kentucky Kid, and you know all the all the different types of uh, nicknames that people have. So yep. yeah, Mad Mike's just one of those. And it's just ones stuck. That, yeah, it's just yep. stuck. And um, yeah, there's some people like to use it, and it's yeah, kind of cool. It's one of those things. Like it's for for me, as I say, hanging around to these last few years, I'm like, man, you're never mad. <laughs> like you're like just a real bastard kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when you were young, because yeah. I knew you had it for a long time. I'm like, man, he must have been angry as a kid. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's yeah, it's quite ironic. You know, quite the opposite. To wow. Me. So. <laughs> yeah, you are. You really are. So that's good to know anyway. So was that uh, – the Reese Bansall obviously within that. Was that a um, was that a pretty defining moment, like to, to, to step into more of a career of this? Yeah. I Look, I think um, – I think yes because, I mean, it, prior to that, um, you know, in terms of, say, support and stuff like that, it was yep. only quite minimal and it wasn't until that point that's when I start to get a lot of connections with yep. like I said the, the within the industry yep. and probably started to um you know get a few more eyes on you and a few more people taking notice because they were they they're helping you out they you know yep. start to take notice of what's going on and seeing what you're doing and how you're going so um yeah I think uh yeah things became a bit more serious from there for sure if and, and I I got to word this correctly but you um you seem like the underdog a lot. Do you feel that sometimes? Oh, like I remember those early days. It was always like fighting, fighting, fighting. It was it was a tough. It was a grind, wasn't it, to get to that point as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're. I feel like I feel like there's probably other guys maybe that have more talent, right? And really? I reckon. And yeah. and so I feel like for me, 
it's not easy to uh, it's not easy to to be able to go fast on the bike. You have to work really, really hard at it. Yep. I'm sure lots of other people work really hard at it too. Not not discrediting anyone. Yep. What I'm what I'm saying is that for me, I feel like that I give it a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, you know, I feel like I have to be riding regularly. I have to be on the motorbike. I have to be practicing, training, all that sort of thing to be able to do, to, to get to the level that I'm at. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's a lot of hard work that goes into to yep. getting there. And um, I, th- I suppose in terms of the underdog side of things, I guess um, probably being, being a bit younger than, you know, in the superbike category now, like being a bit younger than the guys that, have, you know that are, that are there now and and that, that they've been racing there for a little while for sure um so yeah i guess i guess that you know they've been in the in the championship for a while and they're kind of like you know they've they're set there you know what i mean they've been racing there for yep. for, for a while so it's kind of like you know they're they're the main guys but you know you're sort of just coming through you're younger and yep. um yeah, you were the one taking it to them, so you're. I you're can't believe you're 26. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't believe you're 26. You've been around for so long already. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool, but and, and that's and I guess that sort of thing too. Like, and um, you don't have to say this, but you've got say Troy Herfoss, you've got Wayne Maxwell, who's two stalwarts of superbikes currently. Yeah, very strong personalities and incredible riders too. So it, it is a tough. Tough thing to get into, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, they're 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 probably the main two guys that you sort of yep. comparing to, particularly. Um, and obviously Josh Waters too, and Brian Starring. There's a lot of others as well, but yeah, for sure. Yep. Regularly, you have Herfoss and 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 Maxwell. They're the guys at the front. They're the ones that yep. are you know yeah regularly at the at the front there, winning the races. So um, they're they're the main guys. But yeah, like uh, I think Troy might be he's thirty. 31, 32 or something. Like yep. that. I think he's, so he's, you know, he's a few years older than me and Maxwell's a few years older than, than, than Troy again. So, um, yeah, even though being like 26, still quite young in the championship really, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and the youngest one probably in that, in that top few that are, that are challenging for those wins, I think. Consistently. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 hundred so. percent. No, it's, it's just, just one of those things you, as a, as an outside, you're looking and you're just like, man, you just work. <laughs> you just work and work and working. So um, <clears throat> how did you find last year's title opposed to the 2000 and what was it, 15? 15, yeah. 15. How was yeah. it? Yeah, so I mean 2015 was, you know, the, 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 the way back then, the way the championship was, um, we didn't have a lot of the big hitters there uh, because yep. there was politically, you know, between – you know, the situation anyway, whatever. We had we had ASBK and we had FX. Yep. Um, there were two sort of national championships running side by side and um, uh, you had most of the guys were racing in FX um, and I was racing FX as well because I was wanted to race the best guys. Yep. But I was also racing the ASBK and um and so in that year yeah there wasn't there wasn't uh, there wasn't the main guys racing there. Um, I ended up winning the championship. I still competed in the FX and raced against the guys there and towards the end of – more so towards the end of the year was starting to become more regularly at the front. Um, and we had a round at Phillip Island, um, which is a support category to the MotoGP yep. um, that year in 2015 and, and all the guys turned up for that. All the As top, a combined. Yep. yep. Every, everybody was there regardless of the FX and the ASBK. Everybody was there for that, that event. And I came away with a win on that weekend. So, you know, there was a lot of people who said, "Ah, oh, yeah, we just won the ASBK because nobody was nobody was yep. there, the championship." But you know, when when I race the guys, 
that particular weekend, yeah, I was able to to beat them. So for me, you know, it was still still a bit of merit to that. But obviously, uh, last year the championship, there was none of that. Everybody's racing ASBK. Yeah. We had all the teams, all the guys. Everyone was there, and um, yeah, come down to the wire there between myself and and her Foss and 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 uh, yeah. It, it, there was nothing easy about winning that championship, that's for sure. Yeah, one of the best bike races of the last decade. <laughs> yeah. Like, or nail biting. Oh, I reckon. I've, I still watch it now. Like, it's bloody it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was, if anyone listening, that was, just go back and watch it because that, <laughs> that was that was, uh, that was was nail biting. And, you know, um, I don't know your relationship with Troy, but competitor and a half. Like Troy Herfoss, it's not someone you want to be battling with either, I guess. No, so. I mean, anybody you want to be going, you don't want to be going up against Troy Herfoss. No, <laughs> no. and um, yeah, no, that was that was incredible. Yeah, no, look, it was, um, yeah, to, so so last year, obviously, yeah, like yep. I said, meant a lot um, and 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 even better. It came down to the, the last race of the year yep. um, between myself and Troy Herfoss and it was whoever won that race won the championship. Yep. And that was that's what you want. That's sure. what you want. You want a show at the All end. All the fans want that, and uh, yeah, and it was a show and a half, and yeah, yeah. yeah you won. Yeah, yeah, only just, but yeah, got there. What was the hardest part of last year? Because uh, it was goodbye to the FE. That was one thing. Mm. What was the hardest part of yeah, two thousand nineteen? Well, I mean, to probably the start of it was the hardest part of last yep. year because um, there was so much in- uncertainty for me. I was originally planning to go and and, and race in the Spanish um, Superbike Championship. Yeah, I'd raced in that championship in 2018, and I was looking to return in 2019. Um, and I'd organised a deal with with a with a team there to to go and do it. Um, and I was I raced the first round of the Australian Superbike Championship at Phillip Island. Um, on a privateer Kawasaki with a with a couple of a few people that were key people that were helping me out, and um, and that was just as a you know keep me on the bike. Like I said, you need to be riding as regularly yep. as you can, so it was just a good uh, good bit of riding to do in a race meet to get done before I headed over to race in Spain. Yep. Um, and that same weekend, Troy Bayless racing was racing the Desmo Sport Ducati um, Panigale. 1299 yep. and he crashed that weekend and, and injured himself so um i i was they they asked me to do a test on the bike um for them at wakefield park because troy was injured they just wanted yep. to get some laps on the bike and and sort of um you know just keep working on settings and stuff to so that way when troy come back to ride it the bike was was sort of set up for wakefield so i went and did that um and 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 then I was I was planning to head um, over to Spain after this and, and and go and start the championship over there, but um, but Troy went to go do another test on the he went to he went to go you know do a test on the on the bike and and he realised he wasn't fit enough to ride the bike and, and it was going to be too close to the next round of the championship that he wasn't going to be able to make it so yep. you know he would have missed essentially he would have missed the first round of the championship because he got injured there and he would have missed the second round of the championship because he was still still injured um and they asked me they said you know we want you to ride the motorbike um for the rest of the year and probably the hardest thing that i've ever had to do you know i had a commitment with a team over in the spanish championship wow. and um, I was presented an opportunity here, uh, and I had to weigh it up. And basically in my mind, I was like, well, it kind of doesn't really matter where I'm racing in the world. So long as I'm racing with a team that can give me a winning motorbike and that I can, um, have a chance of winning on yep. and thinking about it, you know, like the, the, 
the Spanish championship was very, very unknown. It was very uncertain as to what level of equipment I'd have there and whether or not I would be able to challenge yeah. for the for the win there. So I decided that, um, yeah, I thought that it was possible to, to win here with the Desmond Sport Ducati team and I made the decision to, to stay here and race. So, um, yeah, that was probably the hardest part of last year was making, wow. that, making that choice, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was like like that at the time, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, it was uh, – and it was it, it happened happened pretty quickly you know i have i was uh i i uh I, I can't remember exactly but i just know that i was supposed to be flying out of brisbane airport to go to spain um and it was that day that i had to make the decision whether i was going or not and uh yeah Damn. decided to stay here and as it turns out it was a good yep. choice <laughs> that's yeah that's huge hey? did you gel with it straight away at wakefield no i don't think so i mean it took me a little while actually to get comfortable with the bike the 1299 you know uh, as a motorbike that you ride on the street i think it's a fantastic motorbike yep. plenty of torque all that sort of thing um incredible sound you know all that sort of stuff yep. you know so it's, it's a sensational motorbike when you're trying to extract the, the most out of it on the racetrack and find the last couple of tents um it's actually a bit of an animal to ride and and i found it quite difficult to sort of like get my head around it a little bit yep. um having just spent uh a season in Spain the previous year on a Kawasaki ZX-10 um, and even just doing the race at Phillip Island for round one of the championship, then having to jump on the 1299 twin-cylinder bike, it's a big shock, you know, like mm. uh, there's such a difference in those two motorbikes. Um, so, yeah, it took uh, it took me a little while. It, you know, it took a little while because I was um, – not only was I, I – trying to get used to the motorbike but i was also trying to build a relationship with paul free who was yep. the technician in the team last year so um yeah that doesn't just happen straight away you know and it took um it took up until i think we we were doing some testing uh out at morgan park which is our sort of local track and um that was just before the just before the morgan park round uh, of the championship last year. It wasn't yep. until then that I really started to feel with it. good yep. on the motorbike. And, yeah, and the second half, of our, second half of the season was quite strong and I think that's – yeah, that showed, you know, just how, how well I juggled wow. the bike. It's mm. – um, yeah, same thing. Look, looking from the outside, you see super comfy, this is that, but – yeah, so it was it was a tough tough start. Yeah, I mean, like the results at, at Wakefield was, you know, all things considered was actually a reasonable result. I think I've finished in the top five there. Um and uh, you know that's that's a, that's that's a that's a reasonably good result. Yep. Um, we went on to the next round and raced at the Bend in 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 Adelaide in South Australia. Um, again, another another good string of results there. I think I finished on the podium. Um, and and that 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 weekend was actually kind of exciting for me because I knew that I didn't feel that great on the bike. Yeah, right. But my results had improved from Wakefield to the Bend, and yep. and the results were 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 quite good. So I was like, well, you know, if I can just get a little bit better feeling with this motorbike and actually start to get comfy on it, I truly believe that I could could win. So, yep. and that's what happened. You know, I got we started to get that feeling um, once we did that testing out at Morgan Park. So and you and you're Morgan like without um without jinxing you, your Morgan Park record's pretty good. Yeah, we had a yeah. we had a good run out there. You know, I've yep. grown up doing a lot of racing out there, yep. uh, so yeah, know the track quite well. And yeah, so, so it's, it's a good place to practice because you know every rut. <laughs> it's sort of like a motocross track in parts, <laughs> but um, you know every part of it too. So 
if you're going to go doing mass changes to get comfortable, it's probably a good place to do it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, on a track there, you're not, you know, at a place where you're not, uh, you're not thinking about anything else but just the motorbike. Yep. You know, I know I can ride around that track um, with so much experience. So yeah, yep. you just focus on the changes to the bike, and, and that was it. And yeah, so it made a made a big difference. How's the Bento ride? Oh, really enjoyable. Is um, it? Yeah, I really like it. Hey, it's uh, very different to a lot of the other tracks. It's got a lot of open sections to it. Yeah. But it the way the corners are designed, they're um, it's a bit strange in that they they kind of come back on themselves. So you know, typical corner sort of you know opens up on the exit. Yep. These turns type of uh, close up on the exit. So it's well, like a double apex. Yeah, so. style style of thing. So. Um, the tricky thing about that track really for for us is that um, because the surface has been quite new, um, it's it's quite aggressive on the tyres. So we'd only get a handful of laps in before we'd start to struggle with grip on the on the bike, and um, and the tyres wouldn't last wouldn't last very long. So um, that was probably the biggest thing because you want to try and get in as many in a, in a new track, you know, uh, that you've not really ridden on before, yep. being being so new. Um, you want to do as many laps as you can, but <laughs> kind of limited to how many laps you could do because the tyres <laughs> it'll just chew the tyres up. And they're long laps too, aren't they? It's yeah, a, it's yeah, a fair it's, track. it's a big track. So I I remember the lap time being around like a one minute fifty five, roughly. Damn, that's a big. So lap. it's a yeah, it's a big uh, it's a big lap. It's and a, eighteen, I think it's eighteen corners or something like that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of time on the side. Uh, yeah, that that's yep. that's that was a thing. Yeah, a lot of time on the side of the tire. So um, yep. yeah, quite aggressive on the on the tires. But um, but yeah, incredible layout. Really, really cool. It's got such a long straight, uh, long front straight on it. Um, lots of elevation change, and that's probably the fun thing. Is uh, that's the most fun is having some elevation change. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, for sure. That's something that every track needs. Like it'd be nice to see somewhere. We've got Morgan Park, which does have a bit of elevation change, and it's a good facility. But it'd be nice to have a private investment like that in Queensland. Yeah, oh, that, absolutely. That's an incredible place. Yeah. So we just, need to, just need to drag that up up here, and we'll be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> copy paste. Yeah. So that'd be perfect. Uh, how many years did you do overseas? Uh, so my first my first uh, run overseas was twenty. Oh, I'm trying to remember what year it was. Twenty thirteen, I think it was. I ran over and raced. So I was back when I was racing 600s. I went and raced in the in the European Superstock 600 yep. Championship. Um, I'd done a couple of wild cards at the end of 2012. I think I went to um, yeah went to uh, Nurburgring in Germany and Portimao in Portugal. Um, had a couple of wild cards there, so uh, had some reasonable results. I think I finished in the Finished fifth, I think, in the or fifth or sixth in the in the first wild card uh, yep. at Nurburgring. Ring, and this in the second one, I was running about fourth. I think I, I didn't finish the race; I crashed, but I was running about fourth when I when I came off. Um, so that prompted me to um, head over and 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 do the do the champ have a crack at the championship um, in 2013. But I, I as it, as is the case, I think you see a lot of um, young riders head over there. There's always uh, sponsorship wise, it's uh, quite a tricky situa- situation. And and uh, yeah, I didn't end up um, finishing the season off over there, and did, yep. only did half the year, and ended up coming back and back to Australia. But um, but I had another opportunity to go back overseas. 
um, once I'd raced for the Desmo Sport Ducati team and, and Troy Bayless in 2016, um, raced the raced the bike with them here, and and uh, and Troy helped organise with the Aruba Ducati team to run in the Superstock 1000, yeah. European Superstock 1000 Championship. Um, so that was 2017. Went raced in the European Superstock 1000 Championship, raced for the Aruba Ducati team. Um, and I finished, uh, I think I finished fifth that year in yeah. the championship, which was, huge. Uh, I was, I, th- I thought was a fairly decent effort. Um, and uh, yeah, had an incredible time, ma- massive learning curve for me to be able yep. to, to race over there at that level with those guys. And um, uh, after that year finished up, um, there wasn't really any, like the, the opportunities are limited, you know, and like I said, sponsorship wise, essentially you need to have some decent sponsorship with you to be able to, to move to the different teams and whatnot. Um, unless of course I was to have, won the championship that year yep. well then no doubt there would have been something else but that's a that's a massive call i reckon um and so yeah i ended up racing in the in the spanish championship the following year um with the kawasaki team do you remember who your teammate was in the aruba team was that rinaldi yeah so michael rinaldi it was so, one that, yep. yeah so he's racing he's racing uh the world Superbikes yep. now um he's been been with so he was with ducati then uh in the superstock thousand championship yep. and um and he's still with ducati um racing a couple of he's raced a couple of different ducati teams yep um but uh but yeah he's gone gone pretty well um i think on the on the weekend that they just raced i think he finished up there with a with a fourth yeah fourth or fifth or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so he's going going all right which is which is a bit bittersweet for me because I beat him in the second half of the yeah. year when i yeah. raced <laughs> over there and <laughs> I, I feel like if i was i feel like if I have the opportunity to do it, that I could be doing, yep. doing what he's doing, but um, that's not the case. So I'll it, sit here and watch him. Yeah, it's it's one of those things because I, I like you know we watched and it was good to see see what you did and yeah. feel the feel the riders have obviously come through to Superbike as well and um, yeah, it's just interesting to see. What was the worst part of that championship? Like, was are people just not bitter, but is it? Is it just dog eat dog in that in that world? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's yeah. very brutal over there. I mean. Um, yeah, like I said, like I, you know, what I thought was a good result in fifth position for your yep. first year in the championship, and you know, had you had I have another chance to do it again the second year after having a year of learning under your belt, probably think that you could do a do a better job, but um, you don't get that. You get one shot at it, and that's wow. it. It's, it's, it's the way it is, really. Unless uh, unless you got a big heap of cash with you, then yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bucket, a pond of cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got the got the sponsor with you, but yeah, no, look, uh, it's, it is dog eat dog. It is, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty tough, pretty competitive. Um, but that's 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 the that's the game. That's the yep. game over there for sure. You got to win. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the um, three wild cards it was, wasn't it, for MotoGP? Yep. Scary. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, a little bit, I guess, but exciting. I yeah. mean, uh, the scariest part was Davide Tardozzi from Ducati grabbing me by the shoulders and saying, "Don't crash the motorbike." Really? <laughs> <laughs> that was the scariest yep. part. <laughs> wow. So it was. Uh, it was a, it was a tricky <laughs> it was a tricky uh, tricky way to ride a motorbike because you know you go on a ride, you know, a GP bike yep. that you've never ridden on on a track that you've never ridden at against the best riders in the world, yep. without making any mistakes. Like mm. it's pretty tough, you on know. Tires that you've never seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all these all these unknowns. Yep. So um, incredible experience 
like I mean, unforgettable experience. I mean, like that was that was something else to be able to to ride those bikes and race against those guys. Um, definitely, definitely, very, very cool. Uh, and you know, cool to meet the people that I did at, at Ducati there, and 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 uh, and work with the guys in the team. Um, really cool to ride Motegi. I'd never been to that track before, so it was really really cool to ride that yep. circuit. Um, but. Uh, the coolest thing was racing Phillip Island. So getting, get, I got to do that twice. Got to do that in 2016, and then got to do it again in 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah. Racing GP in front of the home crowds, just something special. Like, um, as yeah, just incredible. Um, the support there is unreal, and and uh, yeah, riding your home track in front of your fans is is pretty, it's pretty cool. The hype that was around 2016 was huge. Hey. Yeah. Like it was just. Yeah, it was massive. It's so cool to see. It was it was the uh, Vinto bike, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. it was I was that was racing. So that was 2016. I rode the uh, the Desmo Sedici GP14. So it was a 2014 model yep. bike. Um, so the factory bikes were the 2016 model. Yeah. Um, but uh, but um, thoroughly enjoyed uh, just getting on the bike and 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 experiencing it and. Um, like I said, like unforgettable experience in that the mo- those motorbikes are just like nothing else, you know. Really, you just um, the amount of uh, technology that goes into those things—they got wires and bloody stuff going <laughs> everywhere. <Yep. laughs> it's, it's incredible. The, the the dash and uh, you know you, you come back into the pits and they plug into the motorbike and they got the uh, the the laptops and the computers and everything there and they got bloody like five technicians there reading all the data. <laughs> That's huge. So <laughs> different. Like, all the telemetry, uh, everything's incredible. It is. It really is. So. I know Troy says has said it before with me is the the V four R currently yeah is like riding his GP bike maybe you know. 2005, 2000, like in technology wise, yeah, yep. it's it's crazy, hey. Yeah, yeah, the, the, it really the is. amount of technology that's on these bikes. Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, yeah, like electronics wise, there's just yeah so much development the bikes and they're continuously yeah updating it, refining it, and making it better. So I think um I think from a from a rider's point of view on the on the street, it's um it's it's good because it. It makes riding the bike a lot safer. Yep. Um, gives you a lot more control with the boat, motorbike, and and you know you kind of probably need that because the the engines have developed so much and they're making so much more horsepower nowadays. Yep. That uh, that without those you know electronic assistance, um, it can be quite dangerous. So it's quite yeah, kind of necessary, isn't it? You got you know two hundred and thirty horsepower at a factory bike nearly now. Like, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it really is. So yeah. for the average Joe on the street. You know, that rides in the wet or, yeah. you know, bumpy, rocky roads that we have in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it. it's one of those things. Was your experience overseas something that you did enjoy? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, a little bit of both ways, to be honest with you, because yeah. I enjoyed it because it was, I was doing what I loved in that I was racing motorbikes yeah. against stiff competition um, yeah. at, a, at a high level. So is that competitor? It's 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 obviously a real good good goal. Absolutely, yep. yeah. I mean, you know, for me, it, w- it was it was a massive achievement to be able to go over there and and, and do that do that race. Um, the thing that I didn't enjoy and found very very difficult was um, living and being out of your comfort zone. You know, being away from being away from home, basically. Yep. Um, when you grow up here, you grow up in the paddock. Uh, um, you know everyone. 
you you can you speak the language. You can yep. say g'day to anybody, and um, <laughs> and everybody always you know says g'day back to you, and you have a chat and whatnot. But over there, you're kind of just on your own, really. Um, there's like English is 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 spoken where over you know a lot of people speak English there, but not very well. And so to have a the conversation like how we're having now, you don't get to have that with people over there. So yeah, um, yeah, just sort of just that was a that was a big thing not being able to um, I guess build that relationship with people and and you you just feel a little bit isolated and and uh, and you you kind of just doing it on your own. It's it's quite tough. It was quite difficult, you know, and, and especially in a situation where it's. Um, at that point, it's not, it's not just, it's not just for fun. Like it's, the results have to come. You know what I mean? And you're yep. at at I experienced a lot of pressure from Ducati in terms of getting results, and and that's something that I hadn't really experienced before. You know, I was always going racing was was fun, and you know, if you got a result, well, that was that was great. You know, but if you didn't, well, it wasn't the end of the world. Whereas over there, it was kind of like. If you don't get a result, well, you're not going to be racing here anymore. So you wow. kind of need to go good. <laughs> That'd be so yeah, so different. Eh? Yeah, just a different mind. Yeah, it, it affects your mindset, and yep. and um, yeah, that, that was definitely a hard hard part about it. Yeah. What were some of the favourite tracks? Well, my favourite track over there is um, Portimao in Portugal. Yeah, right. Um, yep. The most undulating track I've ever ever experienced. It's like I relate it to like being on a roller coaster. Really? Like uh, the th- it's unreal. Like the 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 drop. You know, like you, you come up and over a crest, and the the rate that it drops away at, like you you almost nearly get air off the thing. Like is that like into jump. that like, um, downhill chicane? Uh, no, I think that might be one. Your thing. I might be in. Uh, is that not? Is that not? Uh, Laguna Seca. Not Laguna Seca, but the other one in Portimao that comes. Onto that big back straight. Is that a big drop as well? You know, it comes like a right and a left, and then it's the big back straight onto the onto the main straight. No, um, no. no, I'm just trying to. Think. <laughs> I actually, actually, I think I know. I actually think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, coming down the you come down a right hand and you peel into a left hand. Then you peel into a left. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you back yeah. onto the back. Yeah, it's a really right. long back straight. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you're right. Off into, into yeah. left. Is so, that yes. a big undulation or not? It is. Yeah, it is as massive. well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean. The whole track's full of it, but yeah, that's one particular place that's actually yeah. Really, so that whole like same deal. Watch on TV; it's very hard to tell. Yeah. So it is very undulating. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, I I can remember like um, taking photos of like standing on it because the you can sort of get an idea of how much you're leaning. You know what yep. I mean in relation to the to the ground. It, it was steep. It's steep. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. good surface. Just just a good facility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. incredible facility. I mean. Um, I think I think they might have even been or had built it in the hope that they were going to have F1 there, but there, there's no way you could drive an F1 car there because of the amount of uh, like how steep this undulation is. Those they things are like stuck in half. Right? Yeah, they just get stuck or <laughs> yeah. fall apart. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a good track. Always provides good racing too. I think because it's got that mixture of, of speed. And sort of stop start a bit as well. Yeah, like for sure. Flow, stop, start, chicane, sort of thing. So, I think they do compare that section that you're talking about to, like a reverse of Laguna Seca, yeah. like the corkscrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. Have yeah. you ridden there? I haven't ridden. I've never been to America. Never, no? ridden, never ridden it. Never ridden there. So, yeah, it'd be cool. Cool to see. Um, we we haven't in the last few years anyway. See many Aussies do America. No, I you think. 
I think it's uh, like, you know, from around, I think, when was it, like 2012, whenever it was with the GFC, I think is what kind of... It pulled the pin on that. Yeah, like I, I think racing all around the world suffered, but um, yep. definitely in definitely in America too. And, yeah, the championships, uh, yeah, like um, what I was talking to you about before with us having, you know, the FX championship and the ASBK championship yep. back in whenever, whatever year that was, 2013 or 14. Yep. You know, same thing for them over there. The, the championship sort of suffered significantly and so it's definitely not been as strong as what it, what it used to be. And no. that's probably why there's not so much incentive for the Aussie riders to go over there because before there was a massive incentive for the for guys sure. to go there. Because I know um, Troy, well, I think Troy started his international time actually in the States. Yeah, yeah. I think he did, I think he did some racing, racing there. Yeah. Um, before AMA. he, yeah, before he went out, when he, before he ended up racing in the world championship. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I know they're trying to really revive it over there. Like Moto America is really gaining traction and everything like that, but just motorsport's such a, such an expensive sport for people to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, you know, yeah, Moto America's, um, they, like I said, they're trying to bring it back yep. and, and get it. It's just without the money, it's never, never going to be what it used to be. Like the amount of money that was kicking around back then yeah, uh, compared to now. Yeah, big difference. So, well, I remember uh, reading an article um, about 10 years ago. It was Matt Mulladen saying, well, do I want to go to MotoGP and take a pay cut? Yeah, exactly. You know, there was proper <laughs> legitimate, you know, they were rock star Suzuki at the time. And yep. there was, yeah, there was proper money floating around in that sort of thing. So yeah, pre GFC time sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. What's your current bike like? good it's real good it's good no it's good it's it, i mean it's it's um being the v4r too sorry yeah 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 the ducati v4r i mean it is it is very different to the previous ducatis because it's uh it's a v4 it's not a twin yep um that's a huge thing for them to do massive yeah mm. yeah, yeah absolutely um because they're, they're the whole thing's been been twin cylinders been built on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um riding the v4 yeah, very different style compared to the twin with the with the the engine and the, the power delivery. Um, not obviously not as much bottom end punch that the twin offers, but um, but a, a, a smoother, more linear power delivery, I think. Yeah. And a lot more, um, you know, top end and 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 especially at the peaky end of the RPM rev range. Yeah. Like it's uh, yeah, it makes a lot of power up there. So from a, for a racetrack. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. So it's a good race bike. I think so. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, and you know, chassis wise, it, the chassis changed differently from the from the previous bike um, because of the the change to the engine as well. You know, so they've changed the changed the chassis. Yep. Um, and straight out of the box, it's pretty close. And we've spent a bit of time tweaking it. And like I said, out at Morgan Park, we've been doing some testing and whatnot. So. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, the 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 biggest thing about the bike probably is the electronics, though. Like the electronics are, you know, like you said before, they're they're far more sophisticated than they have been previously. So, because you um, run all factory factory ECU and everything. Yeah, yeah, it? exactly. In so, our rules, anyway. Yeah, for, yeah, that's right. So, um, yep. and yeah, I mean, like stuff's incredible, really. Just got to race it now. <laughs> <laughs> we just, just need somewhere to go race it. Yeah, just can't keep it parked in the shed. <laughs> no, that's it. So, no, it's, um, it's a thing of beauty. Like, Absolutely. Just to see oh, it, like, hear it, it's lovely. Everything that comes out of Ducati is like a piece of art, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It really is. They, <laughs> they, they, they don't do too many things wrong, you know, so with that regards. Mate, you know, you're an athlete, full-time athlete. What else do you do? Like you mountain bike quite heavily. 
Yeah, so I mean, my you know when I'm when I'm well when we've been racing, um, mm. my job is to be fit and ready to go and race a motorbike. Yep. And you know, in a in a season, you're racing you know regu- relatively regularly. You know, on the bike testing regularly. Um, so in between that, I do a lot on the on the bicycle, um, both on the road and the mountain bike. Yep. Um, you know, a bit of gym work as well. But um, but yeah, ultimately the the, the goal is to be to be fit and ready to, to fight as best you can on the motorbike. Um, but at the moment with no no racing going on and so much uncertainty really, like I mean um, sort of looking like we a little little while ago there, looking like we might have been getting close to getting back to racing again. For sure. So, so for me this whole period of time has really just been about building up my fitness and, and keep myself ready to go in the case that we do go racing again. Um does seem now that it's getting more and more unlikely that we will race this year, but nonetheless, you've got to be ready to go yep. whenever there's an opportunity, you know, because in my experience, like uh, opportunities just come out of thin air. They don't, you know what I mean? Like they don't just, it's not like you get a build up to it and it's like, oh, all right, I'm gonna, can, I can get ready now. You know, <laughs> yep. it's just like, it's re- all right, we've got to go now. Yep. So for me, being, a, being an athlete, being a competitor, I've just been focused on trying to keep myself ready to go just in case anything does happen. Yep. Um, so far, nothing has happened, really. Um, we've done, like I said, we've done some testing, but uh, that's about it. But no, honestly, apart from that, not much else. Um, you know, I ride my bicycle quite regularly. Um, what sort of case do you do a week on a road cycle? Uh, uh, well, in a peak? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, because I'm doing a bit on the on the road bike and and the mountain bike as well, the yep. K's are a little bit less. When I focus purely on the on the road bike, I do anywhere between four and five hundred K's in a week. Yep. Um, with the mountain bike as well, sort of more like three hundred. You can't you can't ride the mountain bike for as three hundred mountain bike K's a week. No, well not just mountain bike. That's yep. a, that's a that's oh, a mixture of the two. Yep. Yeah, I do a bit on the road and a bit on the mountain bike, but um. But yeah, you can't ride. You, you can. I, do, I base it more on hours, really, for the week, um, because the, right. the 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 mountain bike you can't. You know, you're not going as fast. You can't. You can't ride it as far as you can a road bike. Yep. So distance is a little bit irrelevant in that regard. But but yeah, nonetheless, there's still a few few k's you get done. And oh mate, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking before the show. You did a mountain bike race on the weekend. Yeah, so that was that was uh, that's probably my that's my my first like proper mountain bike race. Um, so just uh, local to me at the Daisy yep. Hill um, Trails, um, the four hour four hour mountain bike race and, up against the Daisy Hill heroes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was a, there was a couple of hitters there. There had yep. um, a fella named Cameron Wright. He's a been a junior world cup champion in the cross country oh really yeah and yeah. uh yeah so and there's a, 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 a another couple of fellows who are also raced in the in the world cup so i mean like that's that's kind of like uh maybe some some club local motorbike riders coming to race against say myself and sure at a yeah it's kind of like the same deal pretty that's much for me yep. i'm just a just a local fellow riding around on that bike for a bit of fitness and race against the top level bloody mountain <laughs> bikers crazy. so that was that was a really cool experience um well you were you on a 29er yeah so run a 29er yep. um dual suspension yep uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, the brands actually. It's KHS. They're not very familiar here in in Australia. What are they? But um, they I I do some riding and some stuff with the California Superbike School in in Taiwan. So I'm over in Taiwan for training. It, it's uh, so for me, I am over there with the California Superbike School. There's other riders there who are in Taiwan who have been trained. Yeah. And I'm there part of that event. 
but when I was in Taiwan, like all the bike factories are there. Um, the, mo- the the bicycle factories are in, mm. they all come from Taiwan. So I managed to, um, yeah, start speaking to a few of the guys there and, and uh, spoke to the guys at KHS and they do, they do a bunch of different stuff for, um, mostly for like family oriented stuff. So kids bikes and they're starting to get into the e-bike side of things. Yep. But, um, but yeah, they do the, they're into the mountain bikes as well and they're in their road cycles. So yeah, been uh, been testing out one of their mountain bikes for a bit. Really, <laughs> it's been good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I reckon it's unreal. I reckon yeah, because I know for like, um, pretty sure specialized Merida, Merida, mm. which is part of, I think Merida actually builds most brands. Yeah, I think their factory does a lot there. Um, it's kind of interesting to see what's built based out of there. Yeah, yeah, it's actually, it's actually, I was quite surprised to be honest with you. Like you sort of think, oh, you know, like you see all these big, big brand name bicycles and how yep. fancy they are, basically. Yeah. And uh, and when I was in Taiwan, you go to the factory and you're like, it's just like a big shed, really. <laughs> wow, <laughs> just, is that right? So you went to the factory. And <laughs> went to the factory there. It's not, it's not as uh, not as glamorous. Not, not as glamorous as you might think <laughs> it might be, you know. So yeah, it's quite it's wow. quite cool though to see that level of bicycle come yep. out from uh, from that place. Yeah, it's quite cool. And you know, without telling the brands, one factory, a lot of them coming from. Yeah, it is. yeah, that is, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You, you get one factory making making it, and they just uh, they just they, they, different yeah, stickers. yeah, different different stickers on them. <laughs> wow, it's like loaves of bread. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, yeah. I, don't, I, you know, you sort of suspect it, but you don't know it. Yeah, so, for sure, so. for sure. Until you see it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, are you a runner? I've done a little bit of running here and yeah. there, but I oh, don't. Yeah, I don't know. I prefer the bicycle. Yeah, that's the bicycle. your thing. Yeah, yeah, enjoy riding the bicycle. There's, cool. There's, for me, it's um, it's two wheels. It's two wheels. Yeah, yeah. can't beat two wheels. Nah, the mountain bike's the closest thing currently there is to having, uh, you know, a motorbike. Yeah, look, I, you know what I find really good about the mountain bike uh, as as fitness training is yep. that when is it's the level of focus you've got to have whilst you're at near max exhaustion. You know, like um, so when you're racing the the motorbike, like Obviously, you have to be really switched on yep. as to what's going on because you're traveling at, you know, two, three hundred k's an hour. Um, and, and you know, some people probably don't realize, but, you know, it's quite a lot of hard work riding a motorbike around um, with the forces involved, with the braking and the cornering forces. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're, you're working, you know, like my max heart rate's like, uh, I think my max heart rate for my body is like about 200. And, you know, on the, on the motorbike, I'll be doing 180, 190, Piece a minute like really yeah it's quite high yeah, yeah so yeah. you're working pretty hard you know yep. uh, for 20 30 minutes um and on the mountain bike it's the same sort of thing you can achieve that level of uh, of physical exertion but you've got to be switched on because you know you're on the dirt and you're and yep. you're riding like feeling for traction and you try not to crash into the trees or, or run off the track you know so yep. there's quite a lot of lot going on and very similar sort of level of focus that you do have in a different motorbike. speed different thing but it's the same sort of same exertion. Similar, similar principle, yeah. Especially yeah, when you're yeah. trying to get Strava. <laughs> of course, yeah. I don't, you want to be the, you want to get the com on Strava. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Have you got any? <laughs> I've been into Daisy Hill a bit uh, lately, so yeah, I've been uh, been, been ripping around there. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen years of racing, just about. Well, it actually is. Who's been your toughest competitor? Oh, yeah. I mean, I th- is there any standouts? Yeah, like I mean, well. Troy Herfoss, I think that's that's probably the most relatable one at the moment because of um, because of the you know at the top level of Australian racing now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think Troy um, 
you know, he, you know, he's an athlete, but it's it's more what goes on in your head really as to that thing that's more the determining factor for me. Yep. Like you need to be, you need to want it, you know. And and when you see him ride and when he races, um, yeah, he's pretty he's pretty strong. Like uh, like yep. like yeah, he's always having a go, um, and. He's a very determined sort of fella. So yeah, I think um, I think Troy is probably the most yeah yeah the most competitive guy that I've I've ridden against. And 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 you hear that from everybody in the paddock, really. Like um, yeah. you know the guys in my team, um, you know they they say that you know they they know him from from bicycle racing. You know he yeah. he he's uh, he's ridden ridden a lot on the push bike and done a lot of bicycle races and. He's, he's an animal there, so it's gritty. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, and that comes across to them to the the motorbike racing as well, for sure. And and just both of you guys, like you put everything, everything you got into it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, for him, that's a thing. Like, you know, he he's he's the same as me. You know, he's racing motorbikes. And that's just what he does, and and he's determined and committed to to doing the best he can. For sure. I, yeah, that was probably who I thought you, you may say, yeah. and and you can see why. It's just yeah, he's 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 a competitor. Yeah, absolutely. Tough as bloody nails. I yeah, hate, absolutely. I, about 07, I was doing supermoto, and he he overtook me at two hundred kilometers an hour, <laughs> and he's that was the fa- he was on the factory Husqvarna at the time, yeah. and it's just like man, this guy's gonna go a long way. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. He was uh, he's an incredible competitor. Yeah, for sure. Mate, what else do we see out of you for the rest of the year? Hopefully, you get back to racing. Uh, that's one of the main things, I guess. We don't know what's happening. July 18 was a soft date for Phillip Island. That got canned. Um, so, what else? What are, what are you going to do? Just train and just wait? Yeah, look, I mean, I mean, at the moment, I'm in a position where, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm still committed to uh, keeping myself um, uh, ready to go for the racing yep. like we're hoping that we can uh, like I said I do think it's unlikely though that we'll see a national for a national thing yep. national thing go ahead um, but um, there's some club racing going on there's possibility that maybe we'll head out there and do some of the club races um, be a bit of fun and just a little bit of racing and you yep. know a little bit more development with the bike um, good for the sport too. Yeah, having, of, of course. Have a national champion come out to club racing is a, a good thing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it builds a bit of excitement and yep. and, and shows some of the guys there the level of the, of the bikes and stuff, and and, and that'd be that'd be cool. Um, it'd be good for me too because I mean, I you know, growing up racing with the motorcycle sportsman and and uh, with that club and, and out at Morgan Park, spent a lot of time, yep. you know, developing my skills out there. So. Um, yeah, it would be would be nice to be able to go there and, and yep. do a bit of racing. So been a big part of your career, haven't they, the sporties? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, being a being a being a Queenslander and and, yep. and based in sort of Brisbane, um, uh, yeah, I mean, all, all my all my junior junior racing and and um, was done with the with the sporties. I can remember actually um, thinking back to. Um, when I was riding the the 150 four stroke yep. um, in the MWRDA national championship, like I was doing the the, the club races as well um, at, at uh, with the, with the sporties, and they were also running. Um, it was a it was a Wednesday night. I think it was every second Wednesday night they were doing it, where they'd open up the go kart track at, at Ipswich, mm. and yeah, all the juniors would be there, and we'd get to we get to ride so around. You used to go to that, did you? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So there was some guys there on the on the motards. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Steph Redman used to go out in the motard. Yeah, and that. yeah, yeah. We used to do that as yeah, well. Yeah. That was cool. It was good. It was mm. uh, it was awesome. So. Great facility. Same deal. I wish that facility still ran. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and. 
that that's something that the motorcycle sportsmen did and they made it possible for the yep. kids to, to go to the track and it's good for working families you know after work you could you know yeah. you could be out there and actually you know, go with your family or whatever and actually do something like that yeah for sure they made it possible yeah absolutely yeah so, so you did that eh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I was out there back then uh, yeah. yeah that was good that was a really good place <laughs> under lights was such a weird yeah, thing to ride yeah really. yeah especially Ipswich it's cold you go in here in winter it's cold, it's cold and cold yeah, in winter yeah, and the track was freezing yeah, and yeah. good time though I can remember my dad saying to me alright it's cold take it easy steady on and I'd be out there first lap crash I think <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, the cool thing about yeah. riding out there at night time was the sparks yeah when yeah it just went it was just like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, no, very cool, mate. Um, and your supporters that you've had, pretty much like Ear Mold and that, you, you've, you've had long-term relationships too, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, from from the 2011 when with the Respan Cell Scholarship, yep. you know, um, there's still so many of those. Um, Stayed the whole time. Yeah, yep. like I mean, obviously in, in there's been breaks in between because I've gone over and done the, the stuff overseas yep. and whatnot, but... Um, I mean, those relationships are still there, and 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 and, and since I've come back and and raced here, back and racing here in Australia, like um, yeah, sort of rekindle those and and back on board with those guys. So yeah, there's been a, been a lot of um, a lot of support over the years. I mean, like I said, um, with motorsport, it's expensive, and and yep. there's there's no way you can do it without the help of so many people and so many businesses and 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 products and and um, so yeah, so for me, it's been a been a massive help and. Um, yeah, a lot of relationships gained over the years. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's been not just about the racing, that's for sure. There's, there's yep. more to it than that. So it's been 100%. good. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, mate, as I said at the start, it's a privilege to have you know the current champions. So thank you so much for your time. And uh, mate, twenty six, you've still got another. You've got another twenty years of this <laughs> to go yet. <laughs> many more championships to yeah. come. So yeah, thanks for coming, mate. No, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, look forward to. See you again soon.